Okay, Emily. So, Jason. Here. Wait, no. You yes. asked me what I'm eating first. Oh, right. I, I forgot how it actually went. Right. Um, I mean, this is the first time we're doing this. Emily, what are you eating? Oh, I'm just snacking on some popcorn. Oh, yum. I, too, have popcorn. Let me retrieve it. Step, 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 step. Step, 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 step. Look, Russell, here is my popcorn. Wow. Oh, you motherfucker. I don't remember what I called you. <laughs> I think that's probably fancy motherfucker, you maybe. Fancy you said? mofo? Yeah, you fancy mofo. Yes. yes, my boss sent me Garrett's popcorn from Chicago, Illinois. Okay, we gotta stop this. We had a really fun interaction yeah. and then Emily was like Emily was like, We gotta recreate it. We can't recreate Which, anything. Not to uh Put the car horse before the cart before the horse a little bit, but uh, that'd be a great segue into our documentary for this week. Man, it would be. All right, well we'll come back to it. But no, hold off. Yeah. I need to hear. I need to hear about Emily Toby. I need to hear how her life's going. <sighs> I feel very on spot right now. <laughs> I mean, I can ask you. I can ask you a probing question, which might help you. No, I don't want to. I'm nervous of your probing question. Oh, are you segueing in? No. Okay. What do you want to ask me? I was just going to ask, uh, well, maybe this isn't podcast safe. Is it not podcast safe? I don't safe? think so. I'll tell you a story then. <laughs> I can this still is podcast talk. Safe. I just know what you're... Anyway, um, how am I? Oh, okay. I can talk about myself. The fall has finally come, and I know that you... No. No, no, no. 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 <laughs> it's just so funny because we both know... You guys we, don't I won't give even... a shit about seasons. I won't bring it even up. I won't bring it up. But, like, we both know exactly what I want to talk about. I know. Right? Yeah. You know what I want to talk about. I know what I want to talk about. We don't have to say it. We're, you know, I'm looking at a tiny little screen of you. We can barely look into each other's eyes. But in that tiny little glimpse, we both know what we're talking about. And you come at me. And that would have been, that would have been, like, heartfelt. You know, like, there would have been <laughs> deep emotions in what I wanted to talk about. And you come at me with the fall. <laughs> Alright, but for me, this fall has been so deep. So. Oh, yeah, has it? Yeah. Has it changed there yet? <laughs> okay, so it changed here. Mm -hmm. And I'm still mesmerized by seasons, yeah. but I felt like this inner calm come over me. And mm. you guys inspired me by making soup this weekend, which I plan on literally just making like four types of soup this weekend. But I just feel very peaceful and okay about staying in, and it's really, really comforting. Sunday was almost a perfect day. We It was pouring out the whole day. Yeah. We bought the stuff to make my grandmother's chicken soup recipe yeah. and watched all of Stranger Things. Right. The only thing that would have made it better is if we could have actually eaten the chicken soup. Um, but the glass lid shattered. All into the soup. Yeah, let's talk about what the hell happened. What did you do? I, did you drop that, or was that no. pressure? I don't. I don't understand how it could be pressure. So, so I checked because it shattered, but like pieces of it remained, and it wasn't like there was a st there. Was, there's like a hole, you know, like to let out steam. Yeah. And it wasn't like there was a sticker over it or anything like that. And the soup was not like 
the soup had been at times like furiously boiling without any problem and at this point it would have been just like simmering for an hour and a half almost without any signs of problem but we were just sitting here right and right in the middle of a very scary scene of stranger things there was a loud pop oh god and then i it, spoiler. it was no spoiler no, 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 it was definitely, <laughs> it was, I do think it was pressure because it definitely looked like, in my forensic experience, it looked like it exploded from the inside. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it ruined the soup. Yeah, I felt for you guys. I really did. Um, I think that you should not let that experience keep you down. I think you guys need I'll to, try not to get back up try it again that was very if nothing sad, else though. i felt it was a it was a very expensive and uh timely or timely what's uh time inefficient um way to uh order pizza <laughs> order pizza yeah yeah that's not what I, I was gonna say it was like a very expensive air freshener but yeah in the end we ordered pizza and the pizza was spot on it was perfect pizza. You guys deserved it. Uh, and we did. We earned it. Yeah. Um, I think maybe... So, like, I strayed from the recipe in different places. I did not use parsley root. Rough. I used parsley. Rough. Um, I did... I, I added onions, which I know my grandmother never did. Right. I just couldn't believe there were no onions in it. Yeah, no, that's hard. It's... No, I, I'm with you. I'm so very pro-onion. Onion. Um, I almost added garlic. I can't believe there's a recipe my family makes regularly that doesn't start with garlic and onions. Yeah. But I'm sure you I'm sure you could throw garlic in that and it would be delicious. I'm sure I was thinking about um garlic and ginger. Like a garlic ginger chicken soup. And I think you're getting into like Asia with that a little bit. <laughs> a little bit, but no, it sounds delicious. I'm not delicious, saying that in a bad it? way. I'm just like, yeah, I think that's that's cool. And then take out the chicken and add in butternut squash. No. Have a garlic ginger butternut squash soup. I Just a thought. I'm uh, I don't like squash. I've tried all of it. Oh all me of neither, the ways, right? And I want to like butternut squash soup, but I just don't. See here's the thing. I'm on board with you when you're talking about like fall is here, it's cozy, it's wonderful. But I don't like any fall foods. Okay, whoa. What? Okay. Squash is bad, but that's fine. I don't like squash or pumpkin or nutmeg or cinnamon, really. I like apple pie. I like apples. Okay. <laughs> apple product, good. Um, apple, good. But even the. But all other. But even just like soup in the fall is so much better than soup in the spring. Like, what is that? Sure, but I can handle soup in the winter, you know what I mean? Yeah. I am excited, though, like to have warm, comforting foods. Um, yes truth yeah i'm just saying there's there's a feeling in the air and i'm very cool about it and it's fun Mm-hmm. putting on a nice sweater yeah i've been wearing sweaters been so happy yeah been wearing oh my god bust out my fuzzy jammy pants bust out fuzzy nice. socks yeah yes slept with two blankets it was like whoa mm-hmm, getting mm-hmm, there mm-hmm. it's gonna be it's gonna be good one of the best things about uh new york apartments is that since you don't control the heat in the winter, often you have to open the windows to make it livable. That's almost better than being freezing. Because I feel like that would be more Maybe. costly. I don't know. It's frozen by choice. 
We'll just have to see. They've kind of kicked on the heat, but I don't know. Life's hard. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good. I, That's good by me. I was really looking. I was trying to segue so hard, and I thought of nothing. Um, life's hard for everyone. Life's hard for Especially people who used to be Scientologists. <laughs> and here we are. Um, and the segue has been yeah. made. So, okay. This is my pick. This is your yeah. pick. Yeah, and this is... If Emily Toby's essence was boiled down <laughs> into a documentary and you strained away Leah Remini, <laughs> this this would be you as a documentary. Um... um but I love Leah Remini. Like, she's like, she's like a lot of why I love that series. Um, hey, and she's back on Kevin Can't Wait. Thank Kevin Can Wait. Thank God. Her career is just, see, you can still be someone if you're not a Scientologist. Um, that, thank you. Yeah. I think that's I've the been important that. message. Um, <laughs> so today we watched a documentary that came out in 2015, I believe. Louis Thoreau from the Very Good BBC. Uh, my Scientology <laughs> movie. Is it because I said the very good BBC? Like, I know that. Yes, I like that. <laughs> yeah. Friend of the podcast, <laughs> the BBC. <laughs> Our friends are better than theirs. Um, and this is actually, I actually really like Louis Thoreau, and this is, I think, our first documentary that we're seeing Rem- that he's done. Remind me what else he's done. Um, He's done a lot about the Westboro Baptist Church, and that's mostly what I've watched. Mm, that's um, another f- trigger word for Emily. I know Toby. it's so true. I'm fucking obsessed with them. Um, but yeah, no, he's he's done quite a quite a few like high profile ones for for the BBC. For the BBC, our, our good friends at the BBC. Uh, sure, um, sure. Yeah, uh, he's he, he's uh, not related to Henry David Thoreau. But according to his Wikipedia page, his paternal uncle's name is Peter. Whoa. Continue. Um, so, and I actually feel like if you did documentaries, like, were the on-camera guy, I feel like your style would not be dissimilar to Louis Thoreau. Hmm. Um, I think he has some flaws. But anyway, so he wants to make... <laughs> like me. Yeah, Exactly. Um, so he wanted to make a movie about Scientology, and um, it's very hard to get the church to really participate or not just try and, try and like thwart everything. Um, so he ended up in the style of the John Benet Ramsey story. Yeah, we got it. We got it. Talk gotta about that. But keep going. He um, casts actors to reenact um, kind of major events that have happened in the church that are more on the scandalous side. So it's half and he does this, half acted. Right, and he does it all with like this guide, I guess you'd say, named Marty. Marty? Marty. Marty, who is the ex like not like head honcho, but like second to the head honcho yeah. of the Church of Scientology. He was the former oh Grand Wizard? That sounds like the KKK. It is, it is. I don't remember his title. He was high up the ranks. For many right. years, he was only 27 years. That yeah. sounds right. Yeah. Um, can we talk about the major framing structure and using auditions and reenactments? Yeah, let's just get it, get it, get it, get it out. 
Yeah. Let's do it before before we forget right. about it. What'd you think? Um, I actually liked it better in this one than I did in the John Bonet. Really? Tell me why. Tell me why. I kind of liked that there was someone there who had like hands-on experience and like to hear him give the actors notes, I thought like l let you know a lot about David Miscavige. Well, anyone that they were casting, yes. really. David Miscavige. David Miscavige, who is the head yes. honcho C -O -B, of the Chairman Church of the Board, who we will definitely get to probably next. Um, but yeah. but uh, giving like character notes, I think, was really interesting. And I know it's different for the JonBenet one, but I I don't know. I liked that there was like a process to it, and it lent itself to a narrative. That's deep. Yeah, Shit. I think actually. No, actually. What you just said really illuminated something for me, because I was gonna say I like the John Bonet one more. Um, I thought that for John Bonet like that, it served a clearer purpose, right? Where like the whole idea was to get the view of normal people, like how they envisioned uh, the Ramsey family, and like by seeing their portrayals, you kind of got their insights. Right. But you just pointed out, really, by doing it this way and having Marty there, this was so it was a, a filter through which Marty could express his feelings and knowledge of the people inside the science, Church of Scientology. Yes. So that's why I found it effective. I liked it. Yeah, I just I guess for me and the the Ramsey one, it made more sense. Like, it wasn't as much of a logical leap. Yeah. But I also felt like for that one, that was really, like, the meat and potatoes of the documentary. And for mm -hmm. this, I think it was, like, an added element. Yeah. Which I also liked. That's more. right. Because it was still, like, a lot of talking to people who had really done it. You know? It, yeah. It was more well-rounded, I suppose. No, I think I think that's yeah. true. That, yeah. Yeah. So I'd say effective. My, my answer okay. is effective. Yeah. Sure. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna argue it. No. This isn't postdoc argue fest. That's that's a hundred weeks of that after we finish this. That's right. Yeah. That's gonna be our next documentary. It's gonna be a hundred weeks of us arguing. I feel like we usually argue every week anyway, a little bit. Well, that's because you're wrong. Now, what wow. did you think about David Miscavige and his portrayal in? this documentary i th you did you know you knew about him already oh yeah i mean it's it's nuts because like this documentary was probably groundbreaking for the for when it came out um but i think there's so much more shit that they don't even touch on that's even more appalling um so no i'd actually see, i've seen a lot of these guys in the leah remini series i i was familiar with some of them this was essentially my introduction to Scientology. Oh my god. I like am literally re re Yeah, I um we'll see. I we'll did see not know. I knew we'll it was a uh, quote okay. unquote cult. I'd love to. Right. Sure. Yeah. It's it's interesting because I felt like, so, 
I guess if you have no idea what Scientology is at this point, it's basically this religion that's kind of. I knew that Scientology was a quote unquote its cult. Its own made up psychology. I didn't. I didn't know and quite a lot how. Of psychology initially is obvious very helpful it was, and it teaches you how to communicate. But then eventually, you get so like brainwashed into this uh, cult and this lifestyle um, that you start doing some really crazy shit and being taught some really crazy shit well and the important the important things in my mind that like separate it from a religion because like crazy shit and like you know believing crazy things like that all goes along with religion fine but like the big difference is like the only path to you know quote unquote salvation is giving money to the church yeah it's a Um, money-making machine essentially and there's literally a chart which like shows how it is a pyramid you know what i mean like how it is a scam and you have to pay more. And they say at one point that you can spend you know, up to, I think they said like a million dollars or two million dollars oh, yeah. to buy your way to the top. Yeah. And you, um, what they don't mention and what I picked up is that, so they'll rewrite books. They'll say like, oh, there were too many semicolons in this uh, edition of this book. So we've rewritten this book, which means that you learned it incorrectly and oh, then you have to pay goodness. to take it again. So sure. like you were, you know, it's like, step forward two steps back like you will retake shit and rebuy shit because they tell you to right and like that's all of that is like very clear signs of a cult in my mind to me yeah in my humble opinion right and then the other thing that is super prominent in this in this cult and i think what you see kind of affects these guys when he's talking to them and interviewing them is that you are taught to believe that if something bad happens to you, you are the reason it happened. Um, which can get really fucky, especially when you're given this very strict set of like morals that you should and must believe or else you're a bad Scientologist. Um, you know, people, it, 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 it brainwashes you. It totally fucks with your perception sure. of life. Um, some of can i be can i be honest for a second yeah 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 some of it i thought was kind of cool um like what like what so one of the things that that we'd use you watch is like these drills yes uh that that they have you do and the essential goal of those drills is to numb you to overreactions i guess i would say or to reactions it's in general your reactive mind your reactive mind and i can i see how that is like a hundred percent brainwashing and um like torture in a way sure but i like the basic tenet right where like if yeah. instead of reacting you're like intaking information and and like like you know not being so quick to react like you can be i i do genuinely believe like that is a good way to like be a better person totally and that's why and that's why people say they get hooked in it so easily is because the basic tenets of it are quite logical and are part of just like general psychology you know they teach you how to communicate they teach you how to make eye contact they teach you how to show confidence um they teach you how to control your your reactions and like all of that's actually very good and then so you buy all that shit and it works for you in life and then that's how you kind of go further into some of the weirder shit and a lot of people are struggle with coming out of there 
for that reason, they're like, but some of it was good. And it's like, well, then right. take the good shit. Like, some of it was good. But then you got, you know, an Xenu, and it, and it got weird. So, which they didn't even talk about Xenu in this documentary. I was about to ask, who's Xenu? He's the, like, warlord. Okay, so for real, like, this is the, the upper level, like, crazy shit. So, the idea is that this planet was being taken over by someone... So all of these thetans, these, like, beings, got onto a plane and flew and crashed to Earth. And that is what all of our bodies are made up of, our little tiny other, like, souls and people. Sure. And Xenu was the god, or maybe Xenu was the god that was, like, attacking or something. But literally, that's the upper levels they think were made up of all of these other life forms and that you're not yourself. I mean, I know I'm not myself, but what's interesting too is yeah. then, so that so that's what leads into the the whole idea, right? That like you, like, are a person like going forward, like not so much that you get reincarnated, but like that you, yeah, that you get reincarnated in several lives, yeah, like going forward and back and like, and for all time, and that if you fuck up with Scientology, not only do you die now but it's like dying a thousand deaths forever for all eternity yeah and like all of your future selves also die yeah that sucks yeah but they but they buy that shit so when they talked about the sea org that's why they talk about literally billion year contracts Mm -hmm. because the idea is that you will live on and continue to do this work for like eternity right which is crazy can we go back to the documentary for a second? Because yeah. there is something that that I thought was that I thought hurt the, its point. There was, I think, too much of filmmaker holding camera looking at somebody else holding a camera. There's a lot of that, right? And like the the goal of that, I think, is to say like, "Wow, look at these crazy people filming us." But yeah. then it's like, after a certain point. I felt like Thoreau, Thoreau, Louis, I felt like the documentarian, like, was kind of harassing these people. Yeah, he, he kind of hits limits sometimes. I also, like, I agree with that, because it's like, all right, we get it. But then also, like, um, later on when he's questioning Marty... Mm-hmm. And he's, like, pushing him after Marty had just kind of gotten, like, verbally attacked and was clearly set off. Like, Louis started, like, kind of laying guilt on him. And, like, I thought the dude defended himself well. He was like, listen, I literally have nothing. I have no skills. I have no ability to function. Like, why are you doing this to me right now? Okay, but also, 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 like, Marty gets away with the whole thing. Like, he's probably done evil things right like as the head honcho of this group that does evil things and he was just like i can't talk about that i'm not going to talk about that yeah but there's so much guilt like like i don't know that's why i think leah remini kind of does it better she shows like the emotional turmoil that that these people have when they leave because you a hundred percent believed it you know, like, you literally, until you broke and you realize, like, this is stupid, like, I'm gonna leave, like, you believe that everything that's happening should be happening because somebody has caused it to happen to themselves. You know? It's like, if you yeah. get punched, if you get punched, 
I should literally be like, yeah, he probably did something and deserved to be punched. Like, you probably right. did do something stupid and you deserve that. And I shouldn't feel, like, sympathy. I should feel like you caused that for yourself. But, like, uh, that's, like, where is the, where do you, where do you, where do you, where, hmm. You know what I mean? It's hard. Like, so, yeah, I mean, you have to kind of, like, reconcile, like, yeah, what I did was wrong, but also, like, I wholeheartedly thought, like, I was doing the, what I was supposed to be doing. Like, you're Cause you, literally... Because, Jason, you're taught if you are against Scientology, you are fucking evil. Yeah. Like, evil. It's not just, like, oh, you're just not like me. Like, you are an enemy. You are evil. But I guess at some point, right, like, that's the whole line of logic where it's, like, I was just following orders. You know what totally. I mean? And, like... We didn't. We don't allow people to say that. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of feel like Marty gets away with it. That's my personal thing. I wish it's, not so much gets away with it. I don't mean that. Like I wish he was punished. No, I, I feel wish. You. I wish that um, the documentary forced him to confront his past more. Yeah. And again, that's why I think the Leah Remini was. <laughs> she has this guy Mike Rinder, who was who was another like right hand man. Like he did all of their press work and shit, and like he admits he's like I did terrible shit. Like yeah, I did that, and he's worked through enough of it where he can like talk about it openly and mm-hmm. not feel like such immense guilt that he can't get through it. You know what I mean? But I think and that that's may more be part of it too. Yeah. That may be part of it too for Marty is that like he knows what he did was so wrong. Yeah. My, but I wanted what I wanted to say. Right, this right, is right. A small, what I, this is a small point going back twenty minutes ago at this point. But I feel like we focused too much on this road that Scientologists didn't want to let Louis go down. There's right. this, there's a physical road, and they are like, you can't come here. It's private property, and we spend like. A considerable amount of the movie watching him being like no i can't be here i have permits and i'm like no it's private property and they're like oh we'll call the police and it's like i don't really fucking care about this part of it <laughs> this is like i get it i get it and true if not if not the last line of the movie one of the last lines of the movie is like oh yeah and by the way that road was a public road so uh guess looks like i was good and right all along so uh there you go yeah. I feel you. But I think there's a little ego. A little ego talking, maybe. Maybe. A little ego drive in the film. Um, yeah, it probably, honestly, could have been edited down, like, 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. feel that. It wasn't bad, though. Like, I still dug it, but... Um, yeah. I'm trying to... Did anything else strike you, or, like... I again, so I'm coming at this new, right? I've never been. I've never. I don't know anything about Scientology. I was struck by the. Uh, what is it? I don't even know what the, the word I want is. The the style that Scientology has chosen. Um, it's so gaudy, and yeah. over the top, and like I kept thinking like. Um, you know how like someone once sh- showed Trump Versailles and he was like, "I could do that with plastic marble and and gold leaf." Right. Um, it's like the same thing. Like someone showed L. Ron Hubbard like a powerful force, and he was like, "I could do the same things with guys in costumes 
and big gold towers. Yeah. So not all of those buildings are complete. A lot of them are for show. Ooh. Uh huh. How yeah. do we know this? Uh, Leah Remini. Um. Okay, hold on. Now she used to be in Scientology. Yeah, since she was like nine, Whoa. until like very recently. She was in it the entire time she was on uh, King of Queens. Was she? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so she was but like... So, there's time to do both? She's just having it all. Wow. Oh, no, okay, so no, it's insane, because you're still expected every single day to go to course for like two hours. So she did both? Yeah. They wow. expect everything of you. Like, it's your life, you know? Um, but, yeah, so found out on there. So, But the thing is, is that, like, because they're tax exempts, like, they ha- like they can't just sit on all of this cash. Like, they have sure. billions of dollars. So they invest it. They have, like, a lot of legit buildings, obviously, but they still invest it in just, like, presenting, like, this, you know, kind of utopian, lavish, you know, good facade but like why are they tax exempt so that was a big thing so they owed like billions of dollars in taxes and because they were operating as a church and they weren't paying taxes and they technically were not declared a church and i forget what year it was but there was this huge trial um for them to see if they were tax exempt and they were given uh religious status so they're tax exempt um, and that's what is making it so hard to, like, go after them because it's, like, it's a religion. So it's, like, no, 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 like, you're choosing to be a part of that. Like, you're, you, that's on you. You know, we can't, like, come step on that. So, right. Yeah. That was a huge, huge, uh, like, turning point for them. Well, and that actually was in this documentary where they kind of say, like, you know, the FBI pulled some of them aside is like yo we're gonna break down the walls we're gonna get in there we're gonna liberate these people and they were like well no one wants to be liberated like they don't yeah. feel like anything wrong is happening right no it's uh it's very intense it's very much a mindset and it's really cleverly constructed to always blame yourself for anything that goes wrong so it controls you. It's very interesting. Um, Do you think it was designed to be a cult? Yeah. You do? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think L. Ron Hubbard was a nut job. Like, I I think he was insane. But he he was obsessed. Like, there are diary entries in his, um, in Going Clear. And he's insane. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's trying to control the weirdest shit, and he has the weirdest thoughts. And, yeah, I mean, he truly thinks he can hit a point where he just, like, wills himself to not be sick. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, it's just it's just sure. nuts. But he was crazy. But, like, you know, crazy and brilliant. And I think he, you know, was able to construct something that, you know plays with people's minds in the just right way because there's a lot of people that buy into that shit mm-hmm. yeah, you sure. know, there's people that they go broke paying for that shit but they believe in it so seems to Man. have worked 
I think we should take all the money we have received in our Patreon account and yeah. you and I split some Scientology courses. I don't think they're uh, the, the, the ones online don't look, I think, that expensive. Let's see how much they cost. I don't think the, the starter what? ones are. I think they're like maybe like. Yeah, but there's you start now. Begin your free online course. Yeah, it's free. Right. Man, I might get into Scientology. I actually considered, uh, like, for for my own amusement, like doing a course or two. But it yeah. sounds crazy. Yeah, but it's crazy. You know, it's it's just crazy when you try and like gently step away. Like, hey, I'm good. It's also, not, that's the thing. It's, it's not like, easy. You know, I don't think I could join a cult like accidentally but like you never know you never know i also didn't think i'd ever switch to boxer briefs and look at me now that's all i wear and hey now you're an android over iphone that's okay that's a better thing than the boxer briefs i have an android yeah. now mm-hmm. who would have thought it did you go from boxers to boxer briefs or tidy whities to I boxer did. briefs i went from tidy whities to boxers to boxer briefs so you so you went to the extremes and then found the middle. <laughs> that's right. That's Good right. Good for you. Good for you. Good for you. I found my I found my comfortable middle. Yeah. Everyone, hold on. This is important. Everyone in the fucking world should be wearing boxer briefs. There's no reason. There's literally no reason to be wearing anything other than boxer briefs. They're so comfortable. They're so uh, form-fitting, and yet they also provide enough coverage so that you're you're not walking around looking like a buffoon. That's all. I wish we were endorsed by them. Oh, there's like MeUndies. They endorse yeah. everyone. We should find them. That's all my Facebook is. MeUndies? MeUndies. MeUndies. Um... Well, that was a that was a lovely uh, commercial break. Yeah. Now back to the show. Right. No. Um. I enjoyed this documentary more than I expected to. Good. I did. Good. I guess that's that's all I want to say. So say. you've not you've not seen Going Clear. I have not. Oh. Oh. You think I should? Do it. But that's a, that's a commitment, right? The movie is like two hours. It's good, though. Or, for real, I think you can, like, watch it on the A&E app. Like, the Leah series is amazing. All right. It's worth a go. It's yeah. worth a go. I think they're interesting. I don't know. I think, I think cults are fascinating, and I think this one operates in such, like, a complex way. That it's just mm. kind of mind-boggling how it all supports itself, even though it's fucked up and flawed. Those are my final words on the matter. Cool. If you yeah. want to follow us, please do in all the different places where we are. We are open for your follows. You know what I mean? Just, oh, always. Just follow us all you want. Um, Let us be the David Miscavige to your Scientology. Mm, we need t-shirts Whoa. we need t-shirts that say that um yeah. listen please you know at postdoc podcast facebook.com slash postdoc podcast 
at em toby is emily's at jc casman is mine we're tweeting hot fire in the streets on the tweeter sphere um today i was just blowing up over george papadopoulos uh (laughs) getting so many retweets it's unbelievable um that's not true i got like zero uh can we hit pause for a second yeah okay did you pause the documentary for next week, and I think maybe this will be an opportunity to make connections, maybe compare and contrast a little bit. Oh you know what I mean? You know, you know what I'm saying? No, you know that's, what I'm saying? that's upper level is, thinking. Oh, that's right. I'm a OT7, my friend. Woo. This is uh, brand new. Netflix original. I think it's been out for a week. I think it's going to be very popular. I think it's going to be one that people talk about. And they are not going to know how to talk about it because it's a touchy subject. But me and Emily Toby. We'll go there. We handle touchy subjects like we're Michael Jackson, if you know what I'm saying. We'll touch anything. This documentary is called One of Us. It is about three Hasidic Jews uh, leave, making the decision to leave the ultra-Orthodox community. I have a feeling it's all going to take place in Brooklyn. You know, we love, we love Brooklyn. Yeah. I'm excited. Never fear. Brooklyn is here. Uh, Whew. Heavy shit. Yeah. Um, Looking forward to it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. gonna be great. Uh, I got a, I got a quote. Obviously, it's gonna come from our late great friend, L. Ron Hubbard. You know what the L stands for? Uh, Loser. Oh, nice. It's actually Lafayette. He said, "Never regret yesterday. Life is." in you today and you make your podcasts wow. he said that 